0: Different points of view and highs and lows A new perspective everywhere you go Open up your mind, drown out the noise And see if this connected And see if this connected
1: What's up, fam? The mission of this Connected Podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests, and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad.
2: So thanks, Tony, for that intro. We are back. You are are welcome. (laughs) Look at this. Folks, Tony is in the house. Mm-hmm. He is actually in the podcast studio, and we're not even going to talk about our guest because Tony's here. So we're just going to talk. Hey, how are you, Tony? I'm great.
1: I am great. I got <laughs> a beard. You got you a look,
2: beard. I got a beard, Weird. and you know what? Good. Have you noticed your microphone color? It's uh, it's green because it's liturgically correct. Because mm. we are in ordinary time. What about but yours? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Mine is yellow because I'm actually the host, and it's Vatican Colors. So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that's very thoughtful. Yeah, very true. The logo is yellow. Logo. Actually, it's because I ran out of green. <laughs> Sorry. I <laughs> had to put in a yellow. The truth comes out. Yeah. Couldn't put in red because that would have been awkward. <laughs> we have the t- purple tablecloth. Mm. Oh, that's true. That's not liturgically correct, but we have the green in the middle. But folks, that's not why we're here. We're actually here because we're going to podcast something that is something that I always look at at the end of the year, end of the ministry year, is I look at all the high school students, and some of them are going to college, and some of them are not. And then when I look at young adult ministry and what's available for them and what's things that we provide for them as youth ministers and youth ministry— and it's kind of like, sometimes I look at that and it's like, wah, wah, wah. There's nothing. Um, and then I lose track of them and we lose them. And I know we're not their parents. We're not their older brothers. We want to be. We should be. But, you know, you look at it and it's like, where what where, where are they? What are they going to do? So, Fram um, what we have today is we invited someone. We have actually a guest. Been wanting this guy to come on and we finally hounded him. Um, we got this buff guy to to drag him over here um Thanks. yeah he's right there we show you the video but you know if you want to peek in, it's like he's right there but we have manny and manny is from net ministries and he's actually a former youth minister i used to actually stalk him when he used to post these cool videos and like and then it disappeared and i'm like what happened
1: you did videos yeah
2: yeah We a did a bit. couple i was like showing them to my teens and i'm like you gotta watch this and they're like is there more like, and that. I'm like, is there? Because that first one was like, that's awesome. And I, and I'm like, can I still find these? Yeah,
3: they're actually on the on the Saint Peter and Saint Paul uh, youth like like their youth ministry the uh, Instagram. Oh, if you can Instagram. find it, their oh, Instagram. Okay, <laughs> and is it like
1: like you talking to the? Yeah, you know, it was or?
2: pretty much. Um, I think what we were doing. I don't know if we should just go. Well, no, and... no, we got to stop a little bit because we always get in trouble for this because we always have our guests start talking because this is, we're having conversation. And and then we forget to <laughs> introduce our guests. Yeah, who are you? And, and we Why forget you to, here? you know, we forget to tell, talk about them and talk them up and, and give their bio. But before that, I want to share with you guys the shirt of the day. A shirt of the day is this one. Can you guys see it? It's Modern Theologian. -hmm. One of our friends created this shirt. She's a modern theologian. Follow her on Instagram. Shout out to her! Awesome, cool. This is just cool. Like, how come we didn't come up with this idea? Um, so we got these weird ones that we have, and she's like, "Man, I could put that as a tattoo." You should. You should. You should. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Well, but anyways, friends, fam, we have many Huerta. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah that's was, was that fine. like huerta? I mean, so in Spanish, like the
3: H is silent. So it's more like huerta. Huerta. Exactly. But yeah, but that's perfectly fine.
2: That's yeah, acceptable. I, I, I was feeling good about myself until he like. <sighs>
3: I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I shouldn't so, correct you. So, so <laughs> Maddie, <laughs> t- t- tell us about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? And what? what? Tell us about you. Yeah,
3: so uh, pretty much, yeah, my name is Manny. I go I go by Manny. My name is Manuel. Uh, I uh, work for Net Ministries, like you guys mm-hmm. mentioned, out here in Southern California, um, just really trying to push out our mission um, uh, in this region. So uh, that's what I do. And I was a youth minister for a little over three years here in the San Bernardino area. The average.
2: <laughs>
3: that's the average. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm you made that 20s. statistic. (laughs)
1: even tony's like on his
2: third year and it's like oh i I just finished my
1: well no next month we will finish my third year that's
2: because tony is above average yes
3: yes um and yeah you know i'm just really passionate personally about um just walking with uh people in general but obviously young people especially and walking with them in their relationship with Jesus. And so that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I'm about. And that's what hopefully we're here to talk about, you know,
2: that is. And, um, we have a couple of topics that I really want to delve in, but you know, what is NET's vision? Let's talk about that first. What is NET's vision? Yeah, for sure. I can talk a little bit
3: more about NET. So NET stands, uh, it's an acronym stands for national evangelization teams. And so, uh, NET, um, uh, mission is to challenge young Catholics to love Christ and embrace the life of the church. Uh, and so uh, we do that by recruiting missionaries uh, that are uh, young adults, Catholic young adults from 18 to to 28 years old and we put them in in missionary teams of about 12 people and we send them out we train them uh actually we're, right now we're recruiting um to still uh get uh young adults to be on these teams and we train them in August we all can, uh get together in St. Paul Minnesota and so we train them in in St Paul and we send them out in teams of about 8 to 12 uh young adults and we send them out to the whole country um the 48 uh, How long? Uh they they go for a school year pretty much
2: so 10 months. No, but the training. The training is uh is like 6 weeks. 6 weeks. Yeah. So I was teasing Tony a little bit earlier because, you know, we've used net before and um, I actually look at you guys. as like, you guys are like the Catholic, like Mormons. <laughs> it's like, it's like, instead of going in twos, they go in 12. So, you know, Mormons do twos. Kathy's got to make it better. We put them in a van <laughs> of 12. So it's like, I find that hilarious.
3: But, yeah. I think like traveling as a net missionary myself, Um, we always, every time we told someone, whether they were Catholic or non-Catholic, that we were Catholic missionaries, they were like, what? I I, I thought Protestants were the only ones that
2: weren't on missionary work. I was like, no, Catholics also do missionary work, and we're pretty good at it. And that that is something that I actually thought the first time I used net um, at our parish, was the fact that um, they said, oh, yeah, net missionaries. And I said, well, I always thought that missionaries and Catholic missionaries, this is our vision of Catholic missionaries, we go to third world countries, Mm -hmm. we go to other parts of the world, not developed nations, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't consider when you guys travel outside of the world, when you go to Scotland and Ireland, it's like, what would you be doing mission work in Ireland and Scotland and Alabama (laughs) <laughs> and Southern California, and it's like, oh yeah, you can use these missionaries, and you know, and and I'm like, wait, we have missionaries, and they're young people, and they speak English. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so how how did that go about? I mean, whose idea mm-hmm. was that? So our founder
3: and our CEO his name's Mark Burcham, really awesome guy uh very uh, definitely a visionary um definitely like you know I think in the 80s when when he started net um, it was definitely something that nobody I think had really thought of at least that I can um, look at and and so I think it was just really kind of like just following the spirit a lot um net came out of this community called ccr which is um community christ the redeemer which is a charismatic community in the saint paul uh minneapolis area and so with that saint spirit of the charismatic renewal in mind net was kind of brought forth um it, through the the vision of of mark Burcham yeah go ahead
1: <laughs> yeah, you... yes with with the uh, talk... hair and the glasses okay, okay yeah <laughs> um Is that part of the training? Is their charismatic? um, I don't know. Training is that sort of thing. Yeah. So,
3: so for sure, we we kind of when we're recruiting, we're we're pretty open, you know, in our like recruitment process and discernment process, and we tell and share with missionaries that. One of our sort of charisms, if you can tell, you know, like we have the evangelization, you know, very strong, but being charismatic and praying in a charismatic way is just really, it, it, it's essential and crucial to the ministry um, and, and to the spiritual life of the missionaries in in the communities that they um, live in. So definitely we train them on why we do it, why we pray corporately, charismatically, and um, why it's good for us, why it's an appropriate response to, to God um, to give him worship in that way. So,
1: yeah.
2: That's funny. The reason why I was looking at my phone is I'm telling my daughter, hey, can you turn down the AC? Can you turn up the AC? Because I'm burning up. So, I well, told like, you, it's fire. We was like, get fire on this podcast. It's like, it's like 95 degrees, and we're drinking hot tea and hot coffee. That's how Catholic we are.
1: Mm-hmm. No regrets. <laughs> can I say, can I ask this? Do you, do, I don't know, do, do you ever get pushback or have you ever heard people getting pushback or maybe a, a sense of confusion with the the charismatic form of like expressing form of worship in that way? I don't, I don't know uh, that like, what do you sense. mean by pushback? Uh, not pushback, confusion. Like, I don't understand. I It's hard for me to be on board with worshiping in that way. I
3: think it, yeah, I think, you know, from my experience... Like, we even have some missionaries that are not fully, like, sold on -hmm. the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But, again, it's kind of like this obedience thing where, Mm -hmm. you know, like, we're asking you for these 10 months Mm -hmm. to pray in this way Mm -hmm. for the greater good of the mission and of your brothers and sisters on your team. And most often than not, our missionaries can understand that at the very Mm -hmm. least, even if they don't fully embrace it. And like when they leave net, they never do praise and worship ever in their life again. Like, I'm sure that's a thing, but at least for the, you know, 10, nine months that you're with the team on mission. um, We ask you that you just be obedient and answer the call of the Lord to, to pray in this way and to be filled by the Lord through this expressive praise. Um, And you, like I said, yeah, maybe we have some pushback, but not, not to the extent that I think we lose missionaries. Because of it,
2: it so um, it's not a pushback from from missionaries who are young adults, but more of older people.
3: Yeah i I can't think of a time where, like, because you know we'll, we'll we'll travel around the country. So we go. We pretty much um, our 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 uh, retreat teams are going to a parish, pretty much a different parish every day. Right, mm-hmm. traveling across the country, so we do prayer in hundreds of church throughout uh, churches mm-hmm. throughout the year, um, and I've never encountered a situation I think where they were super against us praying in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they were just nice and they didn't want to tell us like that that's weird <laughs> or something. But I never really had like anyone just be like hey don't pray like that we don't like that we're catholic we don't do that like yeah,
2: never something like that. I, I think more you know honestly i think more people need to be introduced to that i think there actually should be a net for older people uh mm-hmm. it's like I, I actually think that you should expand as netters get older they should do net for geriatric nets um <laughs> it's like, catch them as they get older they need that as well but we were talking earlier, and we really want to know because, you know, um, people want to know. So do you get, like, people who come into net who are just that way? There's this thing when, 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 when we had netters come twice, they have that same quality. They're so excited. Like, like are these guys, like, real? I mean, can you be, like, that happy all the time and it's like you know it's, sometimes it's like as a youth minister as a former youth minister it's like you know it's hard but these guys are like th- this is like a smile it's like you're just so happy it's sickening but i'm not it's not i, I love it I, I adore the fact that you guys are so happy but is there a training because i know i i've led many teens yeah, can't be that happy all the time. I mean, it's like—is there a specific training? Is it it's like it's like you know? What's it's the like, silver bullet to actually silver be bullet? I,
0: I got the silver bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus.
3: Jesus. Oh man! They have Jesus. We know Jesus. We <laughs> love. Oh <my God. laughs> man! I was like,
2: no, um, no, but wait, wait, seriously. wait! I, I gotta press that. <laughs> The laughter going
3: on. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I think uh, we do train them in like, like being present all times when it's ministry. Uh, being present when they're at a host family. So the families that take them in um, for a night. So, um, you know, being very intentional with people wherever they are, whoever they may be. So we do train them in those things. But like you said, that energy, it really does just comes from grace um, to, to be able to just be like you said, that energetic, that joyful, that contagious, um, which is really our like biggest source of evangelization. We we get it on our retreat evaluations all the time from retreatants themselves that say mm-hmm. how the missionaries related to each other. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that they care for each other so much. And that makes me want to strengthen my
2: relationship with Jesus. Here's, here's a funny thing. It's like, you know, Instagram, when we, when we first um, had netters and Instagram was fairly new. And it's like, uh, I can't follow you because you're a minor <laughs> and I'm an adult. And the youth are like, well, so when I turn 18, I can follow you. And you still have youth who have great relationships with their netters as they grew older. They're like still following the lives of, of these netters that made such an impact. Mm. On their lives, you know, and mm. they they they're from Spain, like Thais, who was a another who yes, 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 stayed yes. with us. I'm like, you got a baby. We everybody in our church knows her babies. Oh my, her baby, God. her son, and her right, right. husband. <laughs> so, so that, that's what's so amazing is that connection. Mm. So, do you also train them in how to have that relationship with the host families? Because yes. these guys were like, I'm like, children. My kids, you need to learn from these guys who are spending the night. Mm. Because I'm like, wow. I mean, it's like that that whole thing. I love this, by the way. At the very end, when you're a host family. Catholic host families are not used to this. Um, Would you guys like to join us in prayer before we go to bed? I'm like, what? (laughs) It's like, you want us to do what? And that was a thing that other parents' host families are like, that was really cool but i really felt uncomfortable because we usually don't pray together as a family like us catholics yeah you say your prayers by your bedside Mm -hmm. it's like but together Mm -hmm.
1: that was something that blew their mind you know what was one of the most uh hard lessons i learned in in just in leadership in general going back to the point of being joyous in ministry is i remember um one of my first years of being uh, a core member, I think it was for Edge, but uh, I, was, I gave my first talk. I'm, I'm paraphrasing this story because it's been like over ten years now. So. But I gave myself, I gave myself my first talk or something like that. I know I'm old, and um, and the leader pulled me aside and said, "After it's like, is there something going on with you, like personal?" And I was like yeah, you know, I've been kind of stressed out about this. And I kind of shared a little bit. And he kind of cut me off and he said, I understand about all that. But when you're here, you're here, you know, and saying, like, even even though um, you're going through other things, like you still have the joy of Christ within you um, and they need to see that as well. So even. Mm Putting, like, And that was a hard thing because I was like, oh, I, oh yeah. my problems really hurt, though, you know? But uh, putting that aside just for the greater good uh, of serving, and I think that's why I I, I was asking uh, Arnell the same question about this idea because the net team tends to do that so well. They're so joyous. And I was like, they have to have bad days. like, But, like, you don't see it. In any, And I've seen a lot of teams... And it's I, like I praise them for that because like I know that that's challenging. I know that's not easy.
3: Yeah, and it, it'll happen. It like I mean, everyone has you know emotional yeah. moments and bad days and all that. But yeah, they're they're, I think they're good at not putting that burden on you, right? And relying on their team members as support systems for being able to deal with um, the many emotions that come with ministry, the many difficult situations that come with ministry. And then like we we use this term with them when we're training them, it's called road grace, right? It's this like special grace that we say the Lord gives to missionaries to do the specific mission that they've been commissioned to do mm-hmm. um, while they're on mission, a lot of mission there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so this road grace that we uh, tell them about, we, we tell them to lean on that, to lean on the Lord, you know, like he's providing, you know, the the daily grace to get um, to talk to that one teenager, to invest in that one host family, to uh, be intentional with that um, that youth minister. Um, so we tell them to rely on the grace, not their own strength. Mm-hmm. So is it always twelve? No. So it can be very different. Um, There's actually two types of teams. You and most people really encounter our um, retreat traveling teams. Um, Those are the ones that go around the country doing the retreats. But we also have a different type of uh, team that stays at one parish or school the entire year. And those are called... um, Sorry, I'm blinking out. Discipleship teams. Um, and so discipleship teams focus on discipleship. It's about, it's like a three year program, uh, that we offer to specific parishes that apply to the, to, to have a discipleship team. Um, I believe there's one school. I don't think, I don't know if I can tell which school, but there's a school here in Southern California that's having a team next year. Um, and that's the first discipleship team in, California oh. or in the West coast in the history of net. So we're really excited to bring out a discipleship hey. team out here. Hopefully we can start getting more discipleship teams out here. Cause that's really there's just a different sense uh, of ministry that happens there. And th- and those teams are smaller. So they have like eight missionaries. Um, so normally four guys, four girls. And uh, our traveling retreat teams have about 12 to 13.
2: And do they live with a host family at that church? or So,
3: they- yeah. So that's like one of the responsibilities, mm-hmm. I think, that is given to the parish to provide housing and, um, wow. uh, you know, just lodging and, and meals for the entire. So it's a big commitment for parishes. Wow, so not okay. a lot of parishes can do it um because it it is a big commitment and again like i said it's a three-year process that we propose to them um that it's it's focused it's based on discipleship um so yeah
2: and and what a you know being away from family for the very first time for 12 months is is, do you guys find that that's a hard and difficult thing for most missionaries who probably this is the first time or are I mean, they like I can't believe it I' will <laughs> be gone from my mom and dad my little brother my little sister I'll be alone this is perfect yeah I think I don't have... even want to stop
3: <laughs> it's like sign me up again um no yeah for sure I can speak from like personal experience I was 19 when I did that. Um, so I ha- I went to college for a little bit. I actually went to Chafee College um, mm-hmm. for about a year and then decided to do net after that. Um, and uh, I did it for two years. So I was 19. So I had a little bit of life experience, but I'd never been away from family for that extended period of time right you, you do get to come back home d- December for a couple of weeks but then you're gone for for just a long lot long periods of time you don't have a lot of time to call home you you, you can call pretty regularly you know, like once a week or something but not a lot of time to to just call home and stuff like that so it, it did impact especially being Hispanic like my mom was expecting like a call every day like yeah. text messages all That's the right. time <laughs> and it was like no nope, no updates like in a month and I, I kind of dropped Ball as a son there, to be honest. I was kind of in that sense like, oh, I'm free. You know, it's like I get to just live my own life, do mission work. and I don't have to do my laundry. (laughs) I know. (laughs) No, you still have to do laundry because that would be pretty disgusting.
2: (laughs) Which, you know, you brought up the word disgusting. (laughs) Yes. During youth ministry, we know disgusting. Yes. But traveling with 12 people in a van... You, can, you know where this is going. Maybe. <laughs> this could be disgusting. Because it's like, how is it? Is, is it comfortable? Is it like, you know, it's like, dude, get some Beano. Um, you know, it's like we, we, we just stayed with a host family and they served us a lot of beans. And we're like, <laughs> now we got to travel three hours to the next spot. And it's like, I mean, do people get irritated with each other? Um, do, do you have to have like, okay, I can't sit with this person. And I only sit with this person. Is there a...
1: Look, look at that face of just a ton of stories just filtered through his head. He was I was like, like this
2: is reality. Because <laughs> I, I just want to know. It's like because they get out of that van and it's like they're like man, they're like they just love each other. It's like, <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. That's good. Like no. These guys aren't Catholic. You know, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know the typical Catholics we, we, we got. Oh know, like, this? Where's the cheese, man? Where's <laughs> the cheese? Oh
3: my God, there's so much cheese. No, Catholic okay. cheese, Um Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. I, I can say that. Um, So, te- team life, we call it team life, just how the team interacts and all that. It's difficult for sure, just all around you're obviously not going to connect with every single person on your team. You're just not mm-hmm. that that's a reality. We're humans and, and, and then Satan's always working, that's working right. to divide the team, working to, you know, destroy the things that they're building, the mission that they're working towards, uh, the ministry that they're doing in the name of the Lord. And, and, and they're, they're, you know, they're being attacked in many, many ways, Um, that's why as a staff, we're always praying. We're constantly praying every single day. We have about 30 minutes of, of staff prayer, our Minnesota staff, our Eastern regional staff, our West coast staff, we all get together and pray, um, that the Lord will provide the grace for the team members. And and then we ask and we train the team members to pray for themselves as well, you know, and pray for the ministry. So it it involves prayer. It's all centered in prayer. If they weren't praying, if someone's not praying, it's going to show in their yeah. relationships with the team members. Um, so, yeah, relationships are difficult. Uh, there's roles on the team. Everyone has roles. So there's it's someone's job to make sure the van's clean. Um, all the time. And, uh, you know, it's not just on them to do it, but it's on them yeah. to organize the cleaning of the van, the regular cleaning of it and everything. So hopefully, you know, people are, are getting by
2: in clean vans. So what's, what's the suckiest job? The suckiest job. <laughs> he bro. thought I was going to say, what's the best job? It's oh, like, no, I'm like, we're Catholic. What's the worst job? I mean, I don't know if there's a, s- I think... <laughs> Oh my
1: gosh. He's like there's so many This question.
3: <laughs> no, it's not that there's so many Is I I I mean They're all I, so good. I have an appreciation for all the roles because I, you know, I've seen so many people do these things. Um, but I don't know. I some people are probably going to say the like the manual labor. I had uh, one year, the trailer packer, you know, you you pack the trailer with all the suitcases. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that bad. People don't. Some people don't want that job. Yeah. I was like, it's cool. You know, it's like a cool responsibility. That is actually
2: the reason why I was asking, because I was watching this guy once and he was packing the van, the trailer with all the suitcases, with everything. And he was just like whistling. I'm like, this job sucks and he's like no because i pack things i'm like i pack it this way and there's a special way and when there's other people who do it it's a mess so this is my job this is my ministry i love the fact that i get to put every single thing here and when it's unpacked it gets unpacked the same exact way i'm like this guy you know you know who you are the most anal person i was like this guy was selected for this. The Holy Spirit brought this guy down oh and everybody gosh. was like doing their thing and he's like I'm like, are there numbers on the suitcases?
3: I, I feel <laughs> like I feel like that's probably most trailer packers on net teams. I I feel like that's just we just get too into it, man. Yeah. And I was
2: like, Do you, can I help you? He's like, Oh no, no, no. have this yeah like i just want to watch you know
3: what looking back though and i think now i i I was never a um a leader on one of the teams so each team has a male and a female leader team they're called the team leaders and um now as a person that has you know a lot of responsibilities as a dad has to look after people all these things i have a much greater appreciation for team leaders, because I understand how much they have to just foresee and like resolve issues and deal with things that um the other team members don't have to deal with, which is great because God is giving them that, you know, um a purpose on the team mm-hmm. and, and it's difficult and it and it's great that we have uh these leaders that that, that decide to step up so it, it's difficult and I appreciate them. Again, not I'm not saying anything about all the other roles, but I, I really do um appreciate my team leaders more now than I probably did when I just got off the road
2: um you know back in twenty sixteen. So before Tony asks a question, I want to ask a question because I, I like always ask questions. But so how do you become a netter? And what's the process, and where do you get sent? It's like, and do you get to choose to to where you get sent? Yeah.
3: So okay, let's let's. I'm uh, never gonna be a netter. Let's take it one at a time, there. Okay, because there was a few questions there. But how do you become a netter? You apply netusa dot org uh, slash uh, apply and. Uh, Yes, netusa.org/slash/apply, um, and that's where you can uh, get an application to start the process. It's not super lengthy. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty simple. It's just some basic questions, and that is that application is actually to um, get you. Signed up for a, what we call an interview discernment weekend, which actually there's a lot of them online now, mm-hmm. which is super convenient for people like out in West Coast or where there's not, um, you know, in the past, in the past, people used to have to like fly out to Minnesota what? or fly out to other places to interview. Now they can we can <clears> do it online. Um, and so uh, once you do the interview discernment weekend, it's like a half interview. And then the other half of it, we kind of tell you as best as we can, most of the things about net that we can share in a few hours, uh-huh. right? So we just share a lot about, uh, about what we do. And then um, after that interview, you would either get an acceptance le- uh, letter or be a- asked to apply uh, in the future. Um, so one of those things, you know, and um, then once you're ready, you would either accept or, or maybe decline or offer to serve as a missionary. And uh, we would invite you to training in August if you do accept. So you would come to, to training and you kind of just move forward from there. Yeah. Wow. So that's, in a nutshell, how to apply. So now where do you get sent? Is you it get, a lottery
2: or is it like, hey, you know what? I want to serve there.
3: No, it's it's definitely. So we do ask you what type of team you would prefer to serve on whether a retreat team or a discipleship team, right? I explained Mm -hmm. the difference. Um, So you can, you can, you know, say your preference for either of those two, but it's not guaranteed that we'll um, agree with your preference. There's much less um, discipleship teams. I think we only have like five of those. And then we have like 11 of the retreat, something like that. So there's much more need for retreat ministry missionaries than discipleship ministry missionaries um so but you can you can tell us your preference and then after that um you don't really get told where you're going until probably like three weeks into the training process two or three weeks into the training process so yeah no one kind of knows where you're going um so you can be sent anywhere in the 48 uh states wow
2: so they're is there one in Alaska? We don't go to Alaska or flo- or Hawaii. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Tony. We can't join that. I- I've been advocating for Hawaii for a little <laughs> while. Like, just send us <laughs> for a it's year. The
1: sole reason why I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go to Hawaii. But
2: then, you know, there's net one, net two, net three, net the teams, four, yeah. the teams. Um, is there specific regions? That, you know, they
3: kind of like- shift all the time. Sometimes I think for like the longest time. They would send like some teams to the same places, but it's not a rule. Okay. I think Team One is for sure always the the Minnesota regional team, so they 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 call it the home team because um, mm-hmm. they stay on the home base, the headquarters. Um, so Team One will probably always be that,
2: uh, but all the other teams could kind of switch. It just if, and my question is, if like I you go to training six weeks of training, you really connect with someone. You know, Tony and I were there. We're like hey, you know what? We want to go on the same team. Is that something that is requested or is like, nope, you guys, nope. It hardly ever happens (laughs) except when you're Manny. (laughs) Manny gets special treatment, Uh, folks.
3: No, I I actually didn't get special treatment. I had this uh, one buddy of mine who we went to this musician's training that Nett puts on. So Nat puts on this special training for the musicians. And this buddy of mine and I were like dormed randomly, Right. Put together there. Then we were put together. I can't remember in some other like um, pre pre pre-team selection like group. And then we were put on the same team. And like him and I were tight. We were like we'd go everywhere. We'd like jam out for hours every night, (laughs) um, just talk and all these things. And it was just super random that they ended up putting us on the same team. And normally, now that I'm part of the team selection process, so I actually get to see the behind the scenes, um, I realize that someone actually dropped the ball there. Someone didn't ah. remove us from being on the same team because normally if you see two people um, that are just really, really strongly drawn Connected. to each other, mm-hmm. you'd probably separate them unless there's a really, really good reason why you want them to, to be together. And I don't think there was a good reason. <laughs> For me and my buddy. <laughs> so,
2: someone just dropped the ball on that.
3: Someone just didn't see it.
2: <laughs> but, but I love the fact that you guys, you know, develop lifelong relationships and friendships oh, yeah. in that. So, um, you know, follow-up question on that. And they find themselves um, and and they're serving, you know, all over the place, driving back and forth. Do you, do you ever have people that end up failing halfway through and says? You know, I just can't deal with this. You know, you go through boot camp, net boot camp for six weeks, and then you get sent out. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I really miss home. I'm going to quit. Oh, yeah. You know, it, what's the recivity rate?
3: Um, it's not. I think different years just yield differently, um, if that's the right word. But um, I do think there's multiple reasons why someone might leave. Someone might be asked to leave because they're breaking our conduct policy. So someone might decide to leave because like you said, they're, I don't know, homesick or, you know, something happened at home that they want to leave. Or someone might be forced to leave due through health reasons. So those are mainly the three reasons why someone might leave the road. The health reasons, um, tend to be probably our most prevalent, um, reason for team members leaving. Uh, as far as I know, um, I know, um, Mental health is big mm-hmm. in our in our society right now in our culture, and we try to care for our missionaries as best as we can when it comes to mental health and and provide all the support that they might need. But if we realize that because of the nature of their ministry that we can't, then we discern with them and and invite them into that discernment process and, and asking them, "Do you think it's best to to go home?" Awesome. And if that's the case, then we fully support them doing that. Here's my last um, question about net.
2: How old do you have to be? How old do you have to be from the youngest to the oldest? Yeah. So you have to
3: be at least 18 by the time you get sent out um, on mission, which if you're 17, like right now, and you turn 18 sometime in August or early September, then that might still be good. Um, So it would just kind of be... Like a day, and that's for safe environment reasons. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can't have minors ministering yeah. to minors. That just doesn't work. You need to have an adult who can be background checked and virtues trained and yep. all those things to be able to minister to minors. Um, and so, you at least have to be 18 by the time we start ministry, and then you can't be older than 28 by the time you start ministry.
2: Oh, I can't be a netter. You still can't. 29, me. barely. Yeah, right? I barely made it. <laughs> barely.
3: Barely, yeah. Got
2: barely disqualified. Got fire. cut out,
3: yeah. You, you're still good though, right? I'm 26.
1: Yeah. Wait,
2: 26?
1: You're, you're 26? I don't know. Am I 26? I think I'm 26. I um, thought he was
2: 16.
1: Anyway, uh, so I have a question. Um, yeah. I'm currently in the recruiting stage in ministry right now too. You know, it's the end of the the faith formation year. You know, and yeah. that we're trying to recruit recruit people and. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I think is a struggle t- with our youth, uh, as far as in the discernment processes, you know, I really am dead centered on, um, going to college and I, you know, I got this scholarship, I have this, you know, I, I want to succeed. I want to start my career, all this mentality. How do you kind of sell that to with, with net in this discernment process when, you know that that. That, that they would have to take, you know, a year from doing that, putting that on hold. How do you kind of sell that? Is that a, a frequent question that the teens or the, the young adults ask?
3: Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I think that's big, especially, I mean, right now are the, the age group that for some reason is really drawn to net are the really young missionaries, so 18, 19, and 20. So those are the missionaries that are, are in college, you know, and that's our biggest age group of recruitment. And um, there is a lot of uh positive sides and benefits from doing something like net, even if you've already been accepted. Most colleges, if you do have scholarships from the college, you can defer scholarships. Um, and uh, I think sometimes um young adults are scared of doing that, and I th- Think, I mean, I don't want to put anything out there that might not be true, mm-hmm. but I think at least for me, it's either their own personal fears mm-hmm. or uh, parents um, mm-hmm. who might be like, no, it's you already got the scholarship, just go, like just do it. And, and I can see the truth in all that. Um, we just say like what God's will is, it's better for you. So if, if God's will is for you to do something like net now or other mission work, then that's probably better if God's will is for you to do college and do that because net's not going to make you happy. College is going to make you happy. You know, whatever his will is, is what's going to make you happy and, 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 and truly, um, you know, uh, lead you closer to him. So that's what we want missionaries and young adults to do. But we do believe that, there is a strong need for the ministry that we have. And so that's why we make the invitation to everyone to just consider and discern if it's, um, you know, if the Lord might be calling them to, to apply. So it it, it is a, it is a big, um, commitment, but like, for example, when I, um, when I came out of net, I you know, discerning, okay, what I want to do with my life. um, I went back to college for a little bit and I decided to go to John Paul, the great Catholic university Mm -hmm. here in Southern California. And um, they actually, because I did NET, because I did mission work with Mm -hmm. NET, they actually offered me a scholarship, a very substantial amount um, for a scholarship because I had done NET, which they wouldn't have offered that money if I hadn't. So it actually benefited me to take that time and go do mission. It it yielded fruits, you know, the Lord blessed that work and, and gave me more than, than, than I, you know, I could have asked for. So uh, those are kind of like, you know, and I didn't do it because of that. I didn't do net because I knew I was going to get a scholarship out of it, you know? I, I had no idea, but I do know there's a lot of Catholic universities out there. I think you, Mary Bismarck, might offer um, scholarships. Um, a, you know, like I said, I don't know if they are still offering down here in Escondido, um, but they did back then a few years ago, and so that was a blessing for me that I wow. I had no idea it was that what would, would happen.
2: Well, it's definitely it's definitely great to put on your resume. Yeah, uh, to to put that you're a missionary, and you know it's. It's wonderful to hear that, that people see that, uh, that that is an option. You know, As a parent, as a parent who have kids both in college, that was one of the things that when NET came and recruitment and asking people to be nutters, uh, my wife says, well, why don't you wait until you graduate college? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't you do it now then go to college? Yes. and and uh that was the decision that that was going through our minds if if you go to net, you know that just delays you one year, mm-hmm. or well, if you go to net after well, that just delays your profession one year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fear of parents is well, if you go in the middle, what if you don't come back yeah and and those are all valid concerns, but um I think as you said, you know prayerfully for those people who are discerning becoming a missionary, I, I am a firm believer that every single Catholic youth should go on mission mm. you know, mm. because we, we we grow. You know, I can't call that me being sent home to the Philippines for four years was mission, but dang, it was mission because mm. it, it was so totally different from yeah. here. And being away from parents and having to live on your own and having to pray on your own and finding mm. your own church, and you finding your own group, um, makes you grow. Yeah. Uh, and I am so happy that that um, you guys provide this opportunity. And I hope that you know more people. If you're listening to this, more people take that opportunity to become a missionary. Nice. Now, question Australia. Yeah, what about it? Is there are there netters in Australia? So so all of the other different
3: net um like I guess branches or whatever you want to call them, um uh, they're they're not like they they came from Net USA, but they're not part of Net USA. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. They're different <clears throat> organizations. So there's like there's Net Australia, Net Canada, um, Net Ireland. Now there's Net Scotland which we are uh, strongly linked with mm-hmm. right now because they're barely getting off the ground. Um and then there's Net Uganda. Wow. Um so there's in you know, in Net USA obviously. Um but those are all different like ran by different CEOs like they don't okay. draw from us anything except I think um their like CEOs might connect once every 3 years or something and like do this cool summit um where they just all talk and see how everyone's doing and obviously we pray for them and all that but as far as like training missionaries all these like it has nothing to do. one with the other have nothing to do wow. except like i said us in scotland usa and scotland are linked so actually if you apply to net usa there's a chance that you might get sent to scotland um, because um we recruit for net scotland
2: that's super cool Yeah, I I just, once you said Net Canada, I couldn't get over it because it's like netters are already friendly and then you have Net Canada. (laughs) I was like, it's like, how much more friendly can you get? Right? It's like, it's just sickening. I was like, Canadian netters? I
3: was like, how can you be more? Any Canadian netters? Any um, Canadian netters?
2: Hit us up right there. I was like, How much more friendly can you get? (laughs) That's the Instagram clip for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like,
2: yeah, I I just couldn't get past that. You know, it's like even Net Uganda, I was like, you can't get past Net Canada. So, Net Canada, I'm telling you, I've lost it. I've lost it with Net Canada. i thought we were real they exist i actually thought just that usa crossed the border and crossed over and said
3: i think so at the very beginning i think that's what happened that's what used to happen and and then the canadians you guys aren't as friendly enough i think (laughs) i think someone had like like border crossing issues and that's why we Mm. stopped doing that Mm. um so i i don't know the story really well but i'm pretty sure that as far as the 90s, I think Net USA used to go into Scotland and, yeah, border issues
2: happened.
1: Yeah, Scotland or Canada? Canada. Sorry,
2: <laughs> sorry, Canada. Canada open borders not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is
2: the disconnected
1: podcast. They are not politically correct.
2: Tony is here, though. He's supposed to keep me in track. I'm um,
1: shaking my head in disapproval. That's right. Watch okay. it on YouTube. You can see it. He is the conscience. Tony does not approve. <laughs>
2: Tony is the conscience of the podcast. <laughs> so, so do you have anything else you want to say about Net before we talk about the other topic that I really want to ask you guys about?
3: No, I, I mean that's pretty much it. There, we do have some online uh, interviews um, coming up in 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 July um, and uh, later this month. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to know more about that, visit netusa.org. Um, how can net, they get in touch with you? Uh, yeah,
2: netusa.org. Yep. Not many usa.org.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, um, I'll see if I can put my email here. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but yeah, any inquiries you, you guys have out here in the West coast for sure can come my way about recruiting and I'd be happy to talk and, um, connect with anyone about perfect. Uh, Tony will that. make
2: that blink on the YouTube thing. Yeah. I'll, Yes, th- that blink. That blinking thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's what I use. But, you know, I, I have to talk about this because at the end of the year, we talked about that my concern always with high school youth is that we have vibrant middle school youth group, we have vibrant high school youth group, and then we have a touch here and there of young adult ministry. Yeah, And, you know, in our diocese, we can probably mention... Um, in one hand, the mm-hmm. number of young adult ministries that are out there. And I'm not going to mention you all because I might miss one. So, <laughs> although there's like, <laughs> I'm going to miss one. And then you're like, we didn't mention us. <laughs> so, so, but, you know, after high school, we have this push that you should go to college. You should go to college. Yeah. And then there are high schoolers who's like, mm, sir, no, I, I, I don't. I don't do well in school or I don't like school and I don't want to go to college. But everyone should tell me and I'm, I'm lost. I'm confused. Um, and then we have people going to college and parents' worries and parents' concerns and youth minister concerns is when they go off to college, um, their faith wanes mm. and they stop going to mass. And it's always, you know, you always see this trajectory. First year, they're good. Second year, Third year, you're like, where are you? Fourth year of college, like, where did they go? You know, for you, both of you, and maybe we can talk about this. I mean, what are the options for for high schoolers? I mean, you know, I graduate, what now? I mean, that was a question I posted, and some people responded to that, and many people just liked it, but sorry, that was a burp. But what, that's ASMR. what you get for drinking 16 ounces of ASMR. coffee. ASMR. <laughs> but Beautiful. What, what is it that, you know, let's talk about this, dialogue about that. What What can be done? What What, what does a youth minister do for those high schoolers and what do parents?
1: Um, you know, I think a lot of times we tend to say they can, um, we plug them into ministry um, and that's not necessarily always a great option because their hearts might not be ready for ministry. So although that is a option, uh, you know, you could help with the ministries that you are a part of, that you grew in your faith with, um, your your heart might not necessarily be that. Um, so first and foremost, I would always remember to... Um, Mass is important. Mass is your faith. I know a lot of times when you've been involved in ministry, you say, oh, well, you know, I'm not involved in ministry. I'm not really doing a group. So therefore, my faith has finished. It's like, do you go to mass every week? Oh, uh, yeah. Why is it? Yeah. You know, why is it just like this mentality? Just like, yeah, I'm not really doing it. Like that's the source and summit of our faith. So I, I first and foremost, definitely don't discount what you already have. You know, that doesn't mean you're not fully disconnected from the faith. I There's always a Catholic church, especially around mm-hmm. um, here, like you were talking about, I think in the last um, Instagram live. I think you were talking about how you have like you have 10 in this vicinity, yeah. right? Locally. Yeah, locally. Um, don't discount the power of the mass um, to connect you to the faith. Um, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, how about you, May?
3: Yeah, I think I think this can be approached from different angles, really. If if it's a te- like a teenager, like a graduate asking, like like now what, um, then I think that's great because at least they're aware that mm-hmm. they're need that like this youth ministry thing needs that void that that's going to be left by that mm-hmm. needs to be filled somehow. Right. So I think that that speaks to the. Just even great starting point for them. And I would say you're going to need to fight for your faith in college. You're going to need to really go out there and be intentional about your faith. Like you're talking about going to mass, but not just that. Be intentional about going to young adult events. It's I think it's hard, especially to start getting into the young adult event scene um, because we're clicky yeah young adult events and ministries tend to be
2: kind of clicky. Can we and, mention that again? Young adult events that we have tend to be clicky yeah um
3: you know and again i I've been a part of like forming young adult groups. I've been <laughs> a participant in young adult groups, and I've noticed it in every which way, and I know it's a struggle because I know. In the leadership meetings, you're probably saying, let's not be clicky. Let's be inclusive. I know you're saying that. I know you're not doing it on purpose, but a lot of times it comes across that way. Um, so let's keep reworking our mindset for young adult ministry events so that they don't come across that way. They come across more inclusive, that when someone shows up um, and doesn't know anyone, they don't feel like they don't know anyone, right? Um, so I think that's that's one, one aspect. Um, as a... If you're asking as a parent that question, then I think you're asking too late. Yep. You know, I think you should have asked that in middle school when statistics tell us that that's like the decision making point for young people if they want to be religious or not. About 13 years old is when young people decide, I think I want to be religious for the rest of my, you know, for at least for this next part of my life or not. And so if as a parent, you're asking at 18 or at 17, when they're juniors or seniors in high school or when they just graduated high school, I think you're late not to lose hope. All right. Like, let's not lose hope. So I'm kind of calling on the parents that do have maybe 13 year olds, like, let's start building a relationship with Jesus now, because if they have a relationship with Jesus and they're building that relationship with Jesus, then they'll crave for something once they're in college and they'll understand that they can't go without Jesus. They can't go without the Lord. They can't go without the sacraments. Um, So yeah, those those are kind of my two takes on that.
2: Yeah. Thank you for that. Because again, even for parents, it's like, well, well, what do I do? I dropped them off at youth group (laughs) since the sixth grade and, and they're, they're,
1: they're straying. You know, I just had, uh, this isn't going to be mind blowing, but I just had the another conversation just earlier today, and um, it was a, a parent talking to me uh, about a 17 year old that's going to turn up. Oh, that's that's our time. That's all we got, folks. So. <laughs> no. um, so I'm going to try to figure out how to turn this. Thing, All right. I'm going to pretend that that's not distracting me. This gadget? All right. So, yeah, I was having this conversation with this parent and with a 17-year-old, and they're going to turn 18 in, like, December, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they were asking about uh, confirmation. I said, well, you know, they're going to be 18 within the year, so they're probably going to go into adult confirmation, right? Mm. And uh, right away, uh, the parent goes, well, I can't control them after that. <laughs> quote unquote, quote unquote. Yeah. I can't control them after that, and I said, "Well, it was a fr- the sacrament needs to be a free choice either way," and uh, just to reiterate what you're saying, like these these things need to be thought about as a parent in middle school, and obviously, if you're hearing this as a parent, and they're already older than that, it doesn't really help. But um, again, that's why my mind first went to the sacraments of mass mm-hmm. being. Like, you're still connected. Like, that is communion for Mm -hmm. a reason. Mm -hmm. Do not discount that. Um, If you're a young adult that you don't know where to go, make sure that's set first. Um, And that will connect you. Um, Don't, like, I I don't know. I just feel like that's the top thing I always hear. If they're not involved in ministry or a group, they feel like they're not a Catholic. They're not practicing. But that doesn't, that's not the defining moment. I feel like, and I'm not discounting that. The, that community element is important, and I understand the mindset. But just are, are we going to mass with intentionality first and foremost? Because that that mm-hmm. you need that first and foremost. I don't know if I'm making sense, but
2: that's just. Uh, you know I understand what you're saying. That you know in every and in every ministry that I've, I've seen, the ones that succeeded were always the ones that were Eucharistic centered, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's mm-hmm. what we shouldn't lose when we do young adult ministry is not to lose the fact that it should be Eucharistic centered and centered on the mass, the gift of the mass. Mm. Uh, Sometimes Mm. we, we have young adult ministry that is um, almost Protestant like, and nothing wrong with that, you know, praise and worship. Amen. Let's do that. But let's lead them back inside the walls of the church to the sacraments. um, Because, you know, I, I once said, well, it was told to me, <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I once said. I, I once said. Someone <laughs> said to me, um, because I was called out on this, you know, you have a lot of kids that are going to youth group. How many of them are going to Mass? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, And Pastor said, uh, for you Catholics, Pastor is priest. Um the priest said, well, maybe you should find out. Because they're very excited about group, but they're not excited about the Mass. And so if we have vibrant youth ministry and vibrant young adult ministry, but they're not excited about the Mass, and they say, well, I go to Mass. Like, well, yeah, you know, I love my wife, but... Yeah, I love my wife. It's like, no, I love mm-hmm. the mass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the mass. Um, that's how it should be, you know. As Tony said, you know, there might not be something close by, but <laughs> Jesus is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who could love a person like this? Yeah, Jesus. Only Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. Jesus. <laughs> I, I think uh, I'm, I don't catch that. Yeah, it's, I'm old. Sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. we're, we're millennials. Hush.
2: Yeah. Wait, you're a mil- Oh, yeah, you are. I'm sorry.
1: Hey, who's older?
2: He's not. Who's, you? who's older? Who's older?
1: Yeah, who's older? I don't know. Guess?
2: You are. Yeah. You are? Yeah. Wait, you are?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we've had this conversation. Wait, are you even trolling me? I care.
2: Did we have this
1: conversation?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, he this, is. This is how millennials talk here.
1: <laughs> Where's our avocado toast? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, nah, it's too expensive. I'm, avocado I'm toast, please. Avocados, 99 cents each. I'm just saying. Mm. But guys, you know, I, I pray for young people because in, in this age, you know, I, I always worry. You know, I'm, I'm a parent. I'm a worry. I'm a warrior. Mm. Not a, I'm a warrior, mm. but I'm a worrier as well. That makes sense. Uh, because I worry every single time when I was ministering in, in high school and middle school, I worried that they didn't get enough to be able to sustain them through that mm-hmm. desert that they're going to go through. And, and again, that's why I'm not a priest and that's why they're great priests and says, you know, Father Brendan said, you don't have control over that. You know, you have to be more trusting in the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and uh, as youth ministers, we do. But we can have a little bit of control in introducing them. And I always say, you know what? When your kids, are, your youth, young people are going out there, find out what college or university they're going to. Yeah. Find out the closest focus. Yeah. Newman Center. Young adult ministries that are around there. And net, you know. Offer them that opportunity. It's uh, an other missionary. I don't know if there are other Catholic missionaries out there. We're going to talk about them. But uh, because about yeah, yeah, because we don't know. It's like, are there?
0: Yeah.
3: There are. There's a, uh, there's many groups. There's, yeah. there's so we are people.
2: not clickish. If we do find out, we invite them to come on. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're losing it. Is it that late? But Manny, um, last question. You're married. I am. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. So I I actually, before I talk about that marriage thing, because Mm. some of us are dating now. Some of us (laughs) have been married for a very long time. Um, How long have you been married?
3: Three years now.
2: Three years. Yeah. Three years. Any babies?
3: Yeah. I have one little girl. Yeah. Her name's Gianna.
2: (laughs) Gianna. (laughs) Yeah. Go figure. How Catholic can you be? (laughs) (laughs) Middle name?
3: Uh, Marie Joan.
2: How Catholic can you be, <laughs> Gianna Marie Joan? Really? Yeah, yeah. Man, totally. It's like you know, if uh, if he was like ultra Catholic, it would be like Gianna Marie Joan and another Saint Teresa.
3: Mm, mm. So Maybe like, the next one.
2: <laughs> as my as my dad used to say, only give them one name because you're Catholic. You're going to have more. and You're going to run out of good saint names. But- Hey, that picture of my dad. He had nine. Wow! So that's why we only have one name. Why, each. Wise man, why, why yeah. wise man. Nine children.
1: So should have thought of that. Are, are you going to have more? Hopefully, he's yes.
2: Catholic. Yes. <laughs> I'm just yes. kidding. We're someone was, was. someone was upset when I said that once. It's like I'm joking. <laughs> but he is Catholic. But <laughs> open to life, right? Open yes. to life. Wherever yeah. the Holy Spirit. Every praise. time. So you're married. You have a child. Yes. You work for Net, so that means you have to travel. Your wife's okay with that. Um, so I don't travel a crazy amount. I
3: actually, I'm I'm traveling next Sunday. I'm leaving to Minnesota for. Um, so I'm also part of our Y Disciple, um, content cre- creation group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Y Disciple is a, a resource for, uh, ministers to train their, um, adults, volunteers, and also to disciple young people. And it's part of Net Ministries. And so I, um, I'm part of that team and we're gonna actually be producing and recording, um some more training material for young adults that we want to put out uh soon so i'm going to minnesota this coming week um mm-hmm. to do that uh for about a week and so I, I maybe travel maybe maybe four times a year for about a week um it's oh, not bad so it's not it's not like i'm leaving every month you know it's it's not... actually very healthy manny <laughs> <laughs> yes Um, yeah, Katie doesn't enjoy it that much, just Um, wait a couple more years. But, (laughs) but we have a great support system here like her parents, my, my family, um, and uh, they do a lot to help us with the little one.
2: And I'm glad you mentioned Why Disciple because there's a there's this podcast and we honor other podcasts here, especially Catholic podcasts that give provide. Um, great content. It's called the Youth Ministry Mindset. Yes, you guys got to listen to it. Yes. They actually know what they're talking about. It's not like disconnected. <laughs> it's like great information. That's where I steal, I mean, borrow all my stuff from. Um, these guys are great. So, um, so just honesty. Uh, listen to Youth Ministry. Um, you know, Mindset. It's. Great content. It's a limited series, so you guys get it in and listen. Great information yeah. on Yeah, very knowledgeable
3: ministry. people. Yeah. Um, I work with Annie Grindel, who she's um, Y Can Disciple I Coordinator. Autograph? I could probably get you her autograph. Yeah, yes. Thank you. And uh, the other two guys that are on there are Alpha uh, yeah. staff, and, and they're just super knowledgeable. Um, about discipleship, which is what, why disciples all about. And that's really the future of youth ministry, like discipling. I I think we, we veered from youth. I know that's a completely different topic, but we veered away from, um, discipling young people, um, in you in Catholic youth ministry. And and we should really get back to that.
2: Yeah. And, and, and that's true. And, um, and the great thing of that, that podcast is they're not all Catholic. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was like shocked. Wait, they're all Catholic. So as as most people know, the person who got me back into the faith was not Catholic. Mm. Sorry, mom. Um, it was a coworker. She's Baptist, still is. It's like I tease her. It's like one day you'll become Catholic. She goes, no child. <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought. See what you did, Tony. I I travel a lot, but not oh yeah, really. you travel a lot. And you know, you're married. Yeah, it doesn't affect that. Um, and this guy, he's dating.
3: Yeah, yeah. When's when when's the? I'm s- I'm getting. Am I getting uh, a save the date soon?
1: I'm...
2: <laughs> We're not going that quick. Shh.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Am I supposed to answer that <laughs> live? Maybe yeah. she'll be watching. Um, you know, you could just Steve propose the old right now. It. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs>
2: You know Thanks. he edits the podcast. Thanks, folks. That's all. <laughs> I, I, I love, love you. I love this. Love you too. Yeah, I, I just want to say that I love him more. Uh, that's what I always tell my children because he's young enough to be my child. So this I love is you true. more. I love you more. But I love the fact that you know you're discipling. You're you're in ministry, and your wife is supportive and And that's what the beauty is of of ministry is that you have a relationship with God, and both of you have that relationship with God together. It's like my mom used to say, "Put Jesus in the middle, mm. and then this guy has a relationship with God, mm. and I tell you, minor miracle that God delivered this young lady he is not deserving. Really? I'm it's just more kidding. than minor. It's more than a, more minor, than a miracle. minor miracle. More than. But what a wonderful relationship! Because so many people, and I tell this, so many young people and older people like me look at relationships and young people and and see just see holiness mm. and just increases your faith because because mm. you are a witness and and no matter how you um, how you are just by your actions and the many young people I walked with just seeing how holy that relationship is yeah is a witness to other people mm. of whether what faith or not just such a great witness and and that is the beauty of courtship that's the beauty of courtship is being that witness
1: so, so are we saying kind of like to answer the question what now also associate yes. yourself with other people that are going to bring you closer to Christ. <gasps> That's why he's here. Yeah. That's why he's here. So.
3: Holy relationships. Yeah. That's that's a topic for next yeah, time, huh? Next time. Mm. Relationships but, from yeah. a guy perspective.
2: Yep. But that is amazing that you said that because what now? As Tony said, surround yourself with holiness. Yeah. You know, you, know, you can't do this alone. You surround yourself with friends who are, are living a life of holiness. You surround yourself with people that you're. Wanting to date, who are living out the call to be holy. Uh, you listen to podcasts that, like the podcast I share with you, and even this one, that hopefully will lead you towards holiness. Uh, you you follow Manny Huerta. Huerta. I'm mm. mm. just so bad with Spanish. Okay. Well, that's good. And and who are working in the vineyard to lead people to holiness. And again, when you surround yourself with smelling good like flowers you start smelling like flowers Mm. you know when you hang out with crap you smell like crap Uh, (laughs) that's not talking about the fact that we've been working all day at church and we smell like the sun Mm. (laughs) just (laughs) just kidding just kidding i I promised i promised that i would not roast certain people that i love but (laughs) as i said it's not a covenant
1: I want to turn in my letter of resignation.
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry. Yeah, oh, most is people true. who always work with me in, in ministry, there was no resignation. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, that's very intense. Now, I, yeah, yeah. I think I'm dipping out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, Manny, you guys have any last parting words as we close this podcast before people start t- tuning us out for other podcasts? <laughs>
3: Uh, I think personally, um, just in in the whole mindset of like, you know, what to do after after high school, just really, um, if you're a young adult and you, you're really serious about your faith, you just have to fight for it, man. You, you really have to fight for it and stay close to Jesus, um, keep coming back to him in the sacraments. And I really encourage you guys to do that and, and above all to do what God's will is for your life. Um, so.
1: Tony? Uh, no, I don't really think I have much to add, but, um, just that I like how you said earlier with the discerning process with, uh, I forget how you even worded that God's grace is greater. I don't know how you, something of that extent, um, in the discernment process that because God's grace is God's life in us. So just trust in that, um, when even in the small things of like, which way do I go? Well, God's with you, God God is with you and especially within the sacraments
2: oh, that's deep I'm not that deep, but what I just have to say is, you know, in today's gospels you know, the mustard seed mm. it's planted in your heart, just keep watering it, just keep mm. feeding it letting it grow, it will bear fruit, guarantee you it will bear fruit, and as Tony said, surround yourself with holiness as Manny said, a whole lot of stuff You know, be a missionary. Be a missionary disciple. That's what I'd like to see every single young person out there, and even old people like me, is to live out as a missionary disciple. Mm. And people will see the reflection of Christ in you. So I hope, fam, that you got something out of this. If you didn't, it's their fault. Just kidding. Thank you. Just kidding. So I hope you tune in to our next episode of this connected podcast. Um, I want to thank Manny, be our guest from NET, and I want to thank producer Tony for being present today. He's always such a great guy. Promise I'd never roast him, but the guy's amazing. Right? And I'm waiting for it. Yeah, he's amazing. I'm just going to put him back in the closet after this uh, so he can edit the podcast. There's the closet right, there. Right, there. right right there right behind right money um, it's complete chaos back there so anyways fam um, if you want to connect with us send us an email at catholic.dad50 at gmail.com send us an email tell us uh, what you think about it um, uh, contact us if you want to, us to send you more information I love Tony's smile also um, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast I hate this part Subscribe to the podcast. It's like, what is that? Ring that bell, ding yeah. ding, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's yeah, like, bell. follow us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. if you want to be a patron, help us, you know, be able to create better content and provide um, more information and put this guy through college. You know, be a patron. <laughs> be a patron for one dollar <laughs> per month. Mm. You can send Tony oh, like to God. college. You can send a starving youth minister for $1 a month. <laughs> this is getting bad, isn't it? For $5 a month. You can send him through CMFP and support this good cause. Yeah, In all honesty, folks, every single dime, every single penny, every single amount that you donate to the podcast goes 100% towards our mission to provide support services to any missionary any youth minister, any youth group that needs it. So um, please support us. Um, go on our About, go on our, our bio on Instagram, and just, you know, donate what you can. And if you're a young person who doesn't have a work because you're a listener and you're in middle school, make your parents donate. Yeah. You know, that's what they're supposed to do. So fam, that's all we have. Remember, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. And most importantly, be blessed and third. And this is where Tony raps. Nice. This is it.
0: Different points of view and highs and lows, a new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. Different generations of the girls and boys. So sit back and relax. This cat the podcast don't overreact. If the thoughts are abstract When it's hosted by Catholic dark Dad, who knows what's gonna happen?
1: Hey, what's up, fam?
0: Different points of view with highs and lows, a new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown out the noise. And see if this connected
2: What's up, fam? To connect generations and situations about faith, life and whatever.
0: Run away thoughts like a runaway train. Break into conversation like links of a chain. Make a Hail Mary pass. Hope disconnects. Have a question for a guest? Put it to rest. Live a life of holiness. Lead by example. Follow at catholic.dead and many tingled. <laughs> Christ leads our way. He's the Good Shepherd. Pray for one another. Be blessed and be there. Different the points of view and highs and lows. And perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown out the noise and see if it's connected. Thank you. Please wait for assistance. Gracias. Por favor espere por assistencia. Grazie. Si prega de attendere per la it's the most irritating noise. <laughs> that's a, that's a great thing
2: is we to edit that out. Sorry.
1: It's like... Appetite.
2: <laughs> the slur. Yes, that is the podcast. <laughs> All right. Tingles, tingles. <laughs> okay, I'm done. We will be able to cut that up. All right. Cool, cool. This connected podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city. Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community. As well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at The Cabin 2021. Again, that's at The Cabin 2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.